0: This podcast is brought to you by WRFL, Radio Free Lexington. Find us online at WRFL.fm and catch us on your FM radio while you're in Lexington at 88.1 FM all the way to the left. Thank you for listening and please be sure to subscribe. It's WRFL, we're back. It's your girl, Tyler Marie, and this is a special edition of Signal Boost. And I am so excited to tell you, dear listener, that Nisha joins us now. Hey, Nisha.
1: Hi. Hi, Tyler. Hello. (laughs) It's so good to talk to you. It's
0: wonderful to talk to you as well. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So listeners of my show, Signal Boost, should be quite familiar with you by this point. But for anyone out there listening to WRFL today who has not yet had the pleasure of meeting Nisha please introduce yourself to our lovely audience here in Lexington.
1: Hello. Hey guys. How are you doing? Uh, my name is Nisha. I'm an artist and, um, I know Tyler's been playing some of my songs. I think it's super cool. So, um, yeah. and thank you for listening. And, um, I'm excited that we get to talk today and, uh, Yeah, hello, what's
0: up? (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be, I think this is going to be very special. I think that our listeners are particularly going to enjoy this. We're going to get into a lot of topics that are relevant to our listeners here and tie it all together. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited to talk to you.
1: Yeah, me too. Same, same. I know we've been talking on the gram, so it's good to have a a vocal connection.
0: (laughs) We have, you know, I even mentioned on my show a couple of times about how I would post on Instagram to say like, hey, my show's coming up this week on Friday night, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, and that you took notice of that and, um, you know, seemed to appreciate what we're doing here at WRFL, which I really yeah. appreciate. And it was super cool for you to reach out to me as well um, and let us know that you like what we're doing here. I, th- I think that that meant a lot to me personally.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think it, the show is great. And now that we've had the chance to to speak and relate you know I know that you're going after many of the same things I'm going after and like you know I found most of the music that I that I really um, love and identify with in college so I just think it's I think it's great thanks for having me
0: (laughs) well thank you so much for being here (laughs) Um, you know WRFL is a unique place you know Um, we've also been around Over 30 years, uh, you know, we have deep ties with the community here in Lexington, there are college students who actually run this station, there are other faculty and staff who are involved, there are community members who are involved. This station, I feel like, you know, in comparison to a lot of other radio stations that just kind of exist, um, you know, and are just there, but like, no one even knows really, like, what's going on with them, that, um, that the community is really tied in with us and vice versa. And so, Mm. and so by being on here today, you know, I feel like Lexington will really get to know you and I'm really excited about that.
1: Ah, that's brilliant. That's so brilliant. Thank you.
0: So let me ask you about a few things. So um, you're based in L.A. now. Yeah. Um, I know that you came up through New York and helped lead the underground scene there for a while. You've performed across the country. Uh, can you tell us about like your memories of coming up and how that brings you to where you are now as an artist?
1: Yeah, thanks for saying it, by the way. That's actually a very cool way to put it. Um, (laughs) I haven't heard it, uh, you know, when you said leading the underground scene, that's super cool. I was going to actually ask you, I might use that for my bio or
0: something. (laughs) Yeah, you can go ahead.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I really like it. It's brilliant. No, it's so great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was doing research on your background for our interview because I discovered you last year, but, you know, I didn't know about, about everywhere. Where, you know that you came from and all the things that you've done and so i was reading up about that and i was like oh that's pretty cool <laughs> so it's so yeah so just tell us all about that
1: yeah that's super cool i did come up through new york i wasn't born in new york i was born in, in nigeria and then i uh went through sort of like my elementary middle school high school in central florida and then i i was always obsessed with new york even like when i was a kid Living in West Africa, it's just New York was, you know, the center of pop culture. And I grew up obsessed with pop culture. And um, every artist that I really loved um, moved to New York and made some of my favorite work in New York. You know, Nina Simone, Patti Smith, you have the Brooklyn hip hop scene. So um, I, you know, was fortunate enough to go to school to study singing and to study history. And I loved it there, and I ended up finding uh, my home in the Lower East Side in the spoken word art scene. I worked at a at a performance venue, and I used to put together shows for other artists, and I used to perform a lot. Um, and I think that's what maybe you're referring to. I, I used to host an open mic that was like yes, that's one of the, the things
0: that I read about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's a video too. You can actually if you. If you look up to Tanisha open mic, there's this really cool video that was made that just reflects that time um, and how special that was. And I think New York gave me like a real understanding that to be an artist um, means community. The word artist and community are pretty synonymous for me. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I loved it. It was, it was, uh, the winter's got me at some point. Um,
0: (laughs) I've been to New York (laughs) several times in the winter. And, um, it can be, it can be even more brutal than it is here in Lexington.
1: It can be. It's brutal. I mean, yeah, I haven't experienced a a Lexington, a Kentucky winter, but, um, you know, I was born in Nigeria and I'm Indian and then we lived in Florida. So I just, I felt like I was not built for winter. Um,
0: yeah, I I understand. (laughs)
1: It's just not working for me. Um, But I I love New York and I I have family there. My sister actually still lives there. So, uh, and my my nieces and nephews. So I go back there. I go back there pretty often and it's, I find it to be very, you know, grounding Yes. And it's it's definitely a good reality check, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it feels like, like such a grind in a way. Like even being there, but like it feels like it has a pulse or something, or like it's alive in a way that totally. nowhere else I've ever been totally. quite feels like, you know.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm a big energy person, and I totally agree with you. There's definitely a pulse and an energy, and it's it's a it can be a, it's a very revitalizing place too. And I think that's why a lot of artists get that inspiration, you know, because you have everything kind of juxtaposed right in front of you. It's, it's, um it's not compartmentalized as much.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So given all of that then, so like what led you out to LA and like, what have you found that, uh, that you've liked about being out there?
1: So I'm very, very much influenced by music and artists that I, that I love. And I, uh, when, when Frank Ocean put out Channel Orange, I feel like it kind of rewired my brain, or something. Something shifted, and I just, I, it opens a door for you when, when, when you see someone making music in a way or making art in a way that you didn't know was possible, yes. and there was just this sense of pressure. It almost felt like if I didn't make that shift, I would, um, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to be a part of something um, really special for, for you know, myself as an artist. I studied classical music and I studied opera in school, but I was always like, you know, in the bathroom just like singing along to Rihanna, and
0: that's yes, that's what yes, I really yes, wanted to do. Yeah, I was just gonna that say was, I that know that cool. very well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Singing along to Nisha.
0: Yeah, you're... Yeah, uh, mm -hmm, Yep, check. Done that.
1: That's the dream. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me really happy. Um, for, For the listeners who don't know, what Tyler was mentioning before we got on the call that she was singing along to figures, and I was rehearsing figures, so we were... We were synchronized. I
0: love that. Yes, we were. We were synced up without even knowing that we were. Without even knowing it, it was retroactively serendipitous. That's right.
1: Take that, Mercury in retrograde. Take that.
0: Oh, that's right. Mercury is in retrograde right now. That's right. Mm. That's right. Doesn't bother us.
1: <laughs> nope. Um, so, La. So yes, yeah, so I, I moved here, and I was. Um, You know, I think artists go through evolutions, and I had one of those moments where I kind of broke down the life that I was living in New York, and I had like a steady gig, um, but I just kind of felt like I'd hit my own ceiling, uh, in a lot of ways. And I wanted to, I wanted to see what was out here. So I, I came out here and, um, I kind of kicked it for three months. I lived in like my friend's garage. It was really like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really like that. It was really like back to, um, yeah, like back to being kind of broke and like just figuring things out. And then I had a completely serendipitous occurrence. I'd been coming out to LA and, and writing and doing sessions. Um, and, uh, one, one of the artists that I work with, you know, I just it was one of those things. I got a call and they were like, OK, Interscope is going to put out this song that you've written with with Daya and with um, Toby Gad, who was a writer that I worked with. And it's going to be Griffin Millennium. Yes. And that, you know, kind of gave me a chance to have an into to the music industry and be taken seriously as a songwriter and be, um, you know, offered things like publishing deals and given the opportunity to, to work more. So that, that happened, like, all within, like, six months.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, my goodness. It's so fascinating how so much can happen in such a little time. From the perspective of an artist, to see the light that is out there, yeah. you know, that's waiting for you. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've, I've always respected that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that, you know, part of, like, discovering your potential is, is really just paying attention to your fear. Yes. You know, and I think they're very connected. So it's a... Uh, yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't get, it gets easier in some ways, but it's because now I'm making the transition to being um, an artist full time and releasing music full time, and because uh, I once I once I ended up signing with Universal and I spent uh, I spent you know about two and a half years just writing and I was writing like six to eight songs a week and just you know exploring you know Rick Rubin has this line where he says the thing about repetition and practice and rehearsal is that it opens up new pathways in your brains which is Mm. you know that's the principle behind improvisation and jazz too it's like you keep doing the same thing until you make a mistake and then you kind of follow the mistake and um that i would say is my, my process like i have moments that are like wow i just got it but mostly i'm i'm like a very curious cat and i have to look and really, you know, look in all the corners and try to figure something out and know what it is, you know? And then now I'm full-time releasing music and performing and oh,
0: that's
1: inhabiting the space, you know? It's Yeah, it's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that must be a wonderful place to be at, especially after you know working for several years to get to that place. You know, I mean, mm, yeah, oh, that has to be that has to be fulfilling.
1: It is. It really is, and it's. Um, I think it's fulfilling because I I wake up every day, and the battle has changed from like, how do I get through this day you know, to like, how do I how do I finish this song or like finish this? You know, I, I love doing this. Right. So when you get to kind of focus on it, um, it's definitely a state change mentally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about your music a bit. So I've yeah. described you on air as a multi genre artist, and that you seamlessly span between heartfelt pop, you have high energy r and b. and then you have hip hop as well. that's truly cutting and incisive. And I've just been so impressed by your range. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's much more diverse than a lot of artists are willing to put out there. So mm-hmm. my question is, what is it like as an independent artist to refuse to box yourself in by genre? And to let your music speak for itself in whatever form Mm. you might see fit, especially as you have to navigate this industry.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, what's funny is I think that for a time that um, my penchant for that kind of genre bending was my weakness. And it was, it was something that actually prevented me from having success because I would go off and kind of write a country song and then I'd go off and write a hip hop record. And, um, when I, you know, was at the table with the industry, they couldn't really make sense of it. Um, and I had to keep kind of figuring out how to, how to explain it or how to make it cohesive, you know, for the listener and for the industry while also staying true to myself. Um, and I think, I think I, I found my answer, I mean, I think, of course, things have changed so much now that the world is more receptive and a listener is more receptive. Um, Like I always have this experience that um, people who are more open don't see the genre. They just hear the song you know, and that's, I I try not to dumb it down, because I feel like people are real. And I think we all have a lot more sides to us than we are comfortable revealing, or whatever, or that, you know, is acceptable to reveal. And I think it's just reflective of where what's real, you know, within a given human being.
0: Oh, no, I think no, I think that's so true. I mean, especially now, I think maybe there's a little more room <laughs> right exactly yeah i mean especially listening to your songs i mean sometimes i found it seamless as well right i mean i think like i mentioned before where mm. it's not like oh like well this nisha song is a totally different genre and so it sounds like a different artist or something right it doesn't right it's so very mm. like authentically you even if you are presenting mm. it you know in these different forms and i think that mm. it speaks to like your well-roundedness mm. how you're willing to put that out there and so i'm I'm glad to hear that like mm. that people are responding to that well and that even if there are industry types or whatever who still need yeah. to come around a little bit that like that, that maybe like they're getting it and like right. and that they're getting you I think that's exciting.
1: Well thanks to you guys I mean and thanks to you Tyler and thanks to you know the communities that have come out the South Asian community the LGBTQ community that has come out and has been so supportive I think they're starting to see that it's you know reflected in the reality of who we are. Um, but I think it's based on love. I think, you know, Nicki Minaj is a teacher for me and so is Bob Dylan and yes, so is yes. my brother. And so is my, you know, um, so is my niece. And I think, uh, I think, you know, to me, the the ultimate goal is to find that moment where you can have a conversation with everybody in the room. And that's pop to me. That's when you just find that one thing that you can say, that that everybody in the room is connected through a sense of familiarity and and love and storytelling and yeah i will i will add anything to the dish to get to that moment <laughs> That's where, you know yeah. i'm 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 here to just kind of explore what i have in my experience you know
0: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we love that, <laughs> especially especially as a free format station, you know, we don't box ourselves Yay. in by genre over, you know, over a two or three hour show, you know, we will be weaving between all of these genres kind of telling stories of our own. So mm, yes, we love it.
1: Yeah, it becomes then it becomes a story on like a deeper level. I mean, I want the show to be awesome, too. And I want us to dance at the show and laugh and like you know if we if we get in our bag a little bit that's that's cool too. Yeah, know? exactly. It's all
0: good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um so you were just speaking about this a little bit. So, let's talk about this a little bit more. So, you've lived on both coasts of the United States mm-hmm. and you have a multi-ethnic background like you mentioned, including from Nigeria and India. Yeah. And in your video for figures, you had several other South Asian actors join you to help deliver that song's message. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the statement that you wanted to make with figures and how your experience and background inform your worldview and your music?
1: Yeah. I mean our loose concept was like Brown Cinderella because I love classic stories. Um and like even Wendy's about kind of flipper flipping Peter Pan, um, when you look at it from the female character's perspective. Yeah. Um and so I, because I think that's, I think it's important. I think part of what I'm doing as a human being is trying to unlearn some of the conditioning that was very destructive for myself. And, you know, that includes things like placing material wealth above, you know, health or just, just patterns that are end up being destructive. So in the video, we had this like fabulous, amazing cast With Nick Dodani from Atypical, who plays my stepmother, and uh, Ritesh Rajan from um, Russian Dollhouse. And we had just this like crazy star-studded cast. And we came together to kind of, you know, just tell a story about the shade and tell a story about how society can judge you on on the wrong things and overlook your inner value um, if you're not playing by the rules or if you end up you know circumstantially getting caught in a position that puts you at a disadvantage sometimes society tends to pile on you know insult to injury right. and it's not you know it's not super empathetic and uh, you know that it, that definitely exists within my culture within the South Asian culture um, I actually just saw Parasite and I was like weeping weeping by the end of that
0: movie oh my goodness I have been wanting to see that I haven't seen it yet oh my gosh you don't have to see it.
1: <laughs> it's it's dope. And it's so dynamic. And like, oh, my gosh, well, I'm not going to tell you okay, it's yes. <laughs> The stuff that happens. It's just, just that kind of thing where it plays with like, you know, how surreal it is, the world that we live in, and sometimes the things that we prioritize. And yeah, just how counterintuitive it is to being healthy and happy, you know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: On so on a related note to that, yeah. On my show Signal Boost, here I play all women, non-binary, and queer artists throughout the show. Yay!
2: And, Yay. <laughs>
0: <yes>. <laughs> Thank you for the love, Yay. I appreciate it. And I specifically try to amplify artists who advocate for. Feminist action that is both queer and trans inclusive and that, you know, works towards equality and justice. Um, Yeah. You're a fellow queer woman. How does your identity factor into your music? And, like, how does it factor into the goals that you want it to achieve when it reaches the ears of other young women and queer people?
1: Yeah. First of all, Tyler, thank you. Um, this is—it's amazing, and I have so much
0: love for you for this. Oh, I mean, likewise, obviously. <laughs> oh, goodness.
1: Yeah, you no, know, it really is incredible because you know, being heard and being seen is such a, a gift, and it's such a healing gift um, when you've been on the other side of that when you've been ignored or what I mean, whatever. The way that it fits into my music, my, so my sister is an immigration attorney and she, um, is part of an organization called Sanctuary for Families in New York. And she's done, um, immigration work for, uh, clients coming out of gender-based violence, um, from all over the world. And I speak to her quite often. One of the things that she told me is that sometimes the hardest part is getting someone who's been victimized to believe that they deserve to win you know
0: oh my gosh that's such a good point yes
1: right and i think that's a part of like what i'm definitely focused on owning in my work is like when i have someone hit me up and they say when i listen to your lyrics i feel so powerful it's um i I try to find those moments where i figure something out for myself and then be responsible for putting it in the music you know yeah um and I would for sure say that representing myself and advocating for my listeners as a queer woman is a very important part for me of of decolonizing my sexuality and yes. decolonizing my art because yes. it's um you know when I actually look into like Hinduism and the texts there are so many stories. Um, that have representation of non-binary, um, of, you know, matriarchy, um, all of it. So I think it's getting back to what the truth is about life. Um, that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, that is an excellent point that this structure of defaults that we find ourselves in, especially in this society, are arbitrary and yeah, are exactly. and, and do not run that deep, right? Especially if you consider the breadth of yes. everyone on the globe and the history of the world, right? It's nothing. Like, it actually doesn't mean anything, right? right? right. And, so, right. and so we right. have to fight so hard, but then, yes, to break through and like as an artist to be able to help open other people's eyes to that as well, I think is really important. Yes,
1: yeah. I mean, I think art creates the world that we live in, and it can create a world for you to live in that you can't have in society. but you see that in this song or in this movie, your feelings are valid, and it it helps you kind of move through it. So yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's what we're in this together for. That's what we're doing here.
0: Yes, yes, we love it. We love it.
1: That's why we're synchronized rehearsing figures together. <laughs>
0: I'm so
1: here
0: for it. So here for it. Um, So let's let's continue like on this line. Um, you've talked about a little bit already but you've talked before just in general about expressing both empathy and kindness for those who are discriminated against or left out Mm. as well as I think what's important is like righteous anger at the systems of power Mm. that can perpetuate that kind of injustice Mm. which is something I know I relate to I think many of us can especially with what's going on around us in the U.S. right now so like from your perspective how does that balance come into play through your art and also just as a person with all of us living through this intense time right now?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I know with a whole lot. Well, with a whole lot of mistakes, Tyler, to be honest, because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a, It's um, when, you know, figuring out how to set just something as simple as setting boundaries for yourself um, and then actually taking on things that you have to. Commit yourself completely into and then not, you know, not losing yourself in the battle as well. Right. I've developed maybe a couple of things that I, I know that I need for myself. And then beyond that, I really rely on other people to just help kind of guide me and feedback. When I'm working on something or when I'm, you know, even when I'm writing something that I'm like, I know I'm kind of pushing the line on this or I'm saying things that are, are creating reactions in myself. Right. Um, I, I think balance comes through community. Like none of us are omnipotent. It exists when you have enough people that you can trust. To help show you what the the center is you know for me i mean i'm a i'm a gemini sun i'm a libra moon <laughs> it's like all duality you know so, yes. <laughs> so figuring out what the center is is for sure yeah it's a challenge for me but it's one that i rely on on community
0: For sure. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. There is definitely a balance to strike during this particular time, especially with, like, overconsumption of the type of things that can just bring you constant despair,
2: Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: And so... I think that's a great point about how community in particular can really help maybe recenter you totally from all of the things that can make you think that there's no hope Totally, when, when people around you and yeah. those who love you and those who do care yeah. and all of us, right, when we work together can yes, kind of totally. just bring a different vibe to kind of keep us afloat right now, you know, for one thing.
1: Completely. And you know, there are when you when you do have someone that can feed that back to you. Um, and I mean, also, like, it's also my therapist is great, you know, but it's like, they can kind of check when it's like, Oh, this is real. This is not real. Like, this is righteous anger. And like, Oh, no, you're just mad.
0: <laughs> yes, You know,
1: it's not it's not that deep, you know,
0: <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yes. it, you, God, that's so true. Sometimes it can just blend together. And it all just circles around in there. Yeah, totally,
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think and I think that's also I'm, I'm careful about that because I think, you know, the anger and the power behind the anger, it's kind of attractive. And like when I make those records, it definitely creates attention. And I've had, you know, just I've even just felt the pressure for myself to be like, let me do more of this. But I have to ask myself like what's the purpose you know what's what's really underneath this and i think like an artist like kendrick lamar is someone that i really Mm. really respect um because he makes a record about drinking and like it's about drinking but it's also about you know what's your relationship to drinking so right i'm down to keep playing with it as long as it's coming from the right
0: space yeah absolutely yeah it kind of goes back to um it's kind of connected in some ways to your multi-genre balance like i was talking about before yeah (laughs) By the way, no pun intended for keeping on using the word balance when balance is the name
2: of one of your songs.
0: (laughs) But like we were talking before the show about how like the second verse of Figures is something that just like got in my head a couple months ago Mm. and just never left because you go on such a tear through that right and it just (laughs) stuck with me. And like... I will spare our listeners. No, for, do it, <laughs> do it, do like, it. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but like, but, All right.
1: I'm going to get a voice memo later though.
0: For sure. <laughs> okay. All right. A few minutes. <laughs> but yes, that's the type of thing that just like fuels me, you know, and just like gives me energy. Yeah. Um, but then you also have these songs as well yeah. that help chill me out and help me recenter and yeah. um, help me kind of like appreciate things a little bit. And, like It's just, Oh God, I don't know, Dope. but I just really love it. I
1: i'm so grateful and i'm so grateful that these songs are connecting and i really really said to myself i was like niche like don't put out anything that you wouldn't listen to and that you know and i am happy that i've had the opportunity to stick to that and i'm i'm grateful that we live in a time where i can do things like independently distribute and just you know honor that so i'm really grateful that it connects with you yeah
0: that's wonderful So, if you are just tuning in, you've got it locked in all the way to the left. (laughs) It's your girl, Tyler Marie, and this is a special edition of Signal Boost, it's 88.1 FM WRFL, Lexington. That's our slogan, by the <laughs> way, if you haven't heard it. yay!
1: <laughs> Lock to the left.
0: <laughs> yes, all the way to the left.
1: Locked all the way to the left.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, That's the right one. We are talking to Nisha, a wonderful artist from Los Angeles this hour. What's
1: up, what's up, what's up, guys?
0: We've been talking about all kinds of
1: Fananigans. No, (laughs) no really serious things. Yeah,
0: like we've, oh God, we've struck a balance. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yay. um, I've been playing several songs of yours on WRFL, including Balance for that matter. Yeah. And other ones like High Life, like we talked about before. um, Cool. And uh, one of your new ones as well, Heaven. Can you choose one of those songs that's especially meaningful to you and tell us about the story behind it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always have a favorite song until I release the next one, and then that becomes my favorite. And I think they're like little song babies, and they need um, they need like particular love and attention when you first put them out. But um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Heaven for for this one because the first thing is that my family loves it. Which um, you know, when I put out Wendy, I-, I sent my dad like a two-page letter explaining to him, you know, why I was saying Wendy ain't and you know, like I just, <laughs> yes. you know, it was a it was a big transition for my family to hear me, kind of just at the gate. But this one, there is that element of like they they play it. You know, my nieces love it and want to listen to it on repeat. I just to, to have that kind of connection with, with my family in Africa to send to my family in India. We have this like this WhatsApp group, <laughs> <laughs> my big Indian family. i love it i love it and i and i send them kind of music sometimes as i'm working on it but i definitely send them like finished things and um it's i have a very musical family like my mom sings and my dad had a band when he was a teenager he was obsessed with the beatles and he had a band called the dragonflies and um it's and i just have like a family that loves to like Act and sing and perform, and um, so this is just the the first record that they've. I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of landed collectively, which is pretty special for me. Yeah. Um. And I also the the day we wrote it, um, it was just kind of an odd day. Like I called my manager that day. I didn't want to go to the session. I wasn't feeling well. And. you know, when I got there, I was kind of in like just a not a great mood, and I was just I wanted to just like rush through and get done with it. And um, we wrote the first part of the song almost as if it was a freestyle. Like the the producer played uh, his name is Nick Marsh, and he played guitar. He played a guitar loop, and what you're hearing from the first verse up into the hook. That's the first take. That's pretty much the first thing that came out of my mouth. And I left that vocal in there. I didn't go back and re-record it. I didn't like edit it because I wanted it just kinda happened that way, which was really, really special. And then it took me a year to finish the rest of the song. Which <laughs> I don't, go bigger. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, so it's just it's a it's a really interesting piece and I've kind of um I've kept it as a friend for a bit, and then it was just, it was really special to release it and to see the reception that it's had. I, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, especially after figures, you know, I was kind of like going all the way to the left, so I wasn't sure <laughs> hey,
2: what we're was going to, right? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> cheesy. This <laughs> such a cheesy. Yeah. Ah, we're here for it. We're here for it. I did it. <laughs> um
1: but um yeah that's the that's the story that's heaven
0: <laughs> I, oh god i love the. oh gosh i have so many things first off the dragonflies love that band name. right it's adorable <laughs> um and
1: oh I, can you imagine if i got a tramp stamp of dragonflies <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. do it just, just uh, no just context like, <laughs> just,
1: yeah right send oh pictures
0: my God. oh that's so good I'm, i
1: mean i'm definitely yeah i'm definitely due for new
0: eggs so, so. <laughs> yeah I mean, oh god! Like I'm just gonna reel it back in now. <laughs> that is a sorry. <laughs> no. It totally blind. all the way. I'm just like I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about how this song is like literally so beautiful, right? <laughs> <laughs> that it like drives me to tears. <laughs> and but, oh, You know. But man. again, you yeah, know, we're striking a balance. Oh my god, this <laughs> has just turned into an hour.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, just the thought popped in my head. It's just. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I love it.
1: Okay, the dragonflies. That's what we're doing, guys. We're getting dragonfly tattoos.
0: That's what we're doing. That's all Send we're doing. me your
1: location. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Um, okay,
1: all right, Ty. You've got to keep me focused.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. We're doing it. We only have so much time. we got, We got a few more things to get in here. Um, you talked a little bit earlier about the fact that you've also written songs for other artists, which yeah. some people may not know. Um, you talked about yeah. co-writing uh, Griffin and Elenium's song featuring Dea feel good yeah. which by the way recently won gold Ooh. that is an amazing <laughs> accomplishment <Yay. laughs> how how does it feel as an artist to hear other artists lend their voice and style to your lyrics and compositions And you also have to tell me how it felt to receive that gold record because that's pretty
1: exciting. Um, It's super cool. It's super, super cool. It's You know, you never know where it's going to go. Like sometimes, like I wrote this record called Money um, that Lil Miquela put out. She's a a digital art consciousness and she's dope. Um, And that one, like they kind of kept that one pretty much the same from what we did but like Feel Good was just a piano song. And so when we, you know, the song went through such a metamorphosis by the time it got released. Um, I think writing and I think just in general, contributing to other people's art and their kind of final expression, it gives you the chance to do so many things that you, you know, you wouldn't do on your own. Um, I've had the chance through my writing. I had a song in India last year. Um, I had a, a song in Israel. The coolest part of writing is definitely to have music be released internationally and just like, I don't know, just work on things that I, that I normally wouldn't get to do. It's very exciting. It's, um, you know, they played Feel Good at Coachella and at a bunch of different music festivals and um that other than the gold record, that was like the highlight of that experience was just to see it at these huge spaces. Oh yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was cool. And then my brothers babysitter knew the song and I was like, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah. Um yeah. The plaque is cool. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's chill it's chilling in my room. I touch it for good luck. No, it's good. I think it's good it's great motivation. Yeah, you know?
0: No, absolutely. I mean, so I was thinking about you had shared that picture where you were holding the gold record. I, yeah. I think there's something to like kind of these yeah. structures of music that still can be like really fulfilling and great. And like, and I don't know, just certainly when I saw that picture of you with the gold record, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing.
1: (laughs) That's, that's amazing. I think you're totally right. And I think it's a, it's like you said, it's a market point for the whole community, for everybody who's been cheering you on. It's, it's, our gold record
0: yes that's a great way to put
1: it. yeah totally and i think that's also why it's super important to keep pushing for representation in the industry because you have a lot of artists who are making incredible music but don't get to celebrate these moments because just the system isn't like lining up you know exactly yeah but yeah this is definitely our gold record and i um you know my again my dad started a band in Ghana in the 70s and like you know because of the circumstances of his life he never had the chance to do what I'm doing so I do feel yeah. um I feel really proud of able to you know bring this
0: home oh, that's so inspiring i love that yeah. so we're running out of time but i got a few more questions <laughs> okay, that, yeah. that i that i have to get to. okay so... let's
1: do it. I'll, I'll keep it short sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, you are
0: absolutely fine <laughs> i could talk to you all day yay <laughs> so so far i mean look we've talked about your music over the past several years yeah. you have blessed us with an array of singles yay. you've been on fire lately with new music um <laughs> i got questions and so i have to ask yeah. what do you have planned for 2020 and looking forward should we expect more um, new singles like you've been releasing them maybe even an EP or an LP yes the answer is
1: yes the um yes my plan is to release one single a month until summer um I think the last single would hit like mid-May um and they're they're just in post-production right now we're finishing up just the the kind of last minute edits or whatever um but I'm really excited I have another love song coming out that I made um, when I was, I got the chance to work in France last year in Paris with an incredible production team called Le seed, Cide, Le Cide, and they, um, they produce for this artist named Aya Nakamura, who's incredible. And so that single is going to be the first out of that body of work. Yeah. And then I've got like a figures follow up coming Right after that, nice. which I did with the same yeah same producer as uh, Figures. Oh,
2: I'm so and excited! Then, yay. <laughs>
1: um, and then there's a record I'm finishing tomorrow. That so we'll see. There's there's going to be some more music until uh, May, and then I have um, you know I have some work that I do want to put out as bigger bodies of work. It just takes a little bit of organization to do that. Mm-hmm. So there's music, y'all. There's music, and it's. um, as as we unfold it and I have the opportunity to just release it. That's my plan.
0: I love that so much. What this also means is yeah. that sounds like I've got some good material for signal boost all semester long too, which is yeah. great. I'm loving it.
1: We're gonna be rehearsing together all semester, Tyler.
0: <laughs> just, just call me up at 10 55 p.m. before my show. What are you up to? <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, let's work out a track real quick before I go on the air. Are you rehearsing? <laughs> I love that. Um, Perfect. So, uh, my friend who actually helped introduce Introduced me to your music last year, keeps asking me, when is Nisha gonna tour? Mm. Now, I know you talked about um, doing a live show in LA soon. So you've been doing live shows in LA. Uh, Do you have any plans to go on the road?
1: I would love to. That's my goal for 2020 is to tour. So, when we're listening to the music, y'all just manifest it. Just close your eyes and I'm I'm so excited to um I'm just I'm kind of rehearsing as though I'm I'm putting the show together and while I'm playing these shows in LA and I have such an amazing team I'm performing with dancers right now. My choreographer her name is Amita Batra. She um is actually based in classical Indian dance and so we Have kind of combined those movements um with like pop stuff and i get to perform with with these dancers it's 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 really incredible we're having a really good time so yeah we're putting the show together and we're we're gonna tour this year um we're manifesting it so i'm asking y'all to put that in your intentional space as well yeah so we can do it together
0: Oh, that sounds like an exciting show.
1: Yeah, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. Um, so this is just this is just something I like to ask, and you can take it any direction that you like. Yeah. But what would you say has either been the thing that made you know that you were meant to be an artist, or your proudest moment, or like the lesson that you learned that you take with you every day? Mm-hmm. You can answer that in any way you see fit.
1: That's such a dope. That's such a deep question, Ty. That's dope. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm an artist who has done a lot of other things and a lot of other jobs on the road to being a full-time artist. So I will say I had to take a second at one point and like really just stop for a second and ask myself like, what do you want to do? Like, is this what you want to do? And is this who you are? Like, are you an artist? And Because I I was living my life that way, but I was also getting distracted by different things or just, you know, when I would lack the self-confidence, I wouldn't apply myself um, in the best way. So that was, I think, really taking a set, I think grounding, that would be my answer, is um, the lesson that I take with myself every day is to take the time to be where I need to be to do what I really want to do. Um, and my biggest answer to that has been meditation. I meditate, Mm. um, every day. I start, I started it about three years ago. I started meditating daily and, um, it's just my time. It's just my time to, you know, figure out what things are before I have to, um, just, I don't know, deal with anything else or anyone else's opinion. Yeah. So I would say that just take the, take the time to just know yourself, you know?
0: Hmm. That's wonderful. I love that. Um, if there's anything else today that you'd like to talk with me about <laughs> while we have you, please tell us this is it because oh we got to go. Do you have anything
1: else? <laughs> no, I'm I talked a lot. <laughs> <So> <laughs> lot.
0: We covered a whole range of things.
1: <laughs> we did. We definitely did. We definitely did. We out of the genre box interview for sure.
0: That is very, very true. <laughs> Free form interview. Um, yeah. Oh Nisha, thank you so much for joining us here on WRFL. I just love you to death. Yeah, same. I wish you uh, even more success. I can't wait to keep playing more of your music and um, hopefully at some point in the future to... Talk to you again. Hang
1: out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh right. yeah. Can, yeah, can be my <laughs> friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're hanging out. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. And thank you guys for tuning in yeah. and listening to this. Um and seriously for that's that's what I would want to say is like thank thank you for listening to the music. If you're listening to the music and you're connecting with it and um come reach out and say hi. Um I mostly use Instagram, so come say hi to me there. Um, but I just, I really appreciate it.
0: And your Instagram username at this is Nisha. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that part. Yes. At this is Nisha. Yep.
0: Yeah. And I guess if I'm in LA, I'll hit you up and ask you what you're up to. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And come hang out. Absolutely. Please
0: do. Please do. Would love it. <laughs> Thank you again, Nisha. Yay. Thank you guys. It's your girl, Tyler Marie. And this is a special edition of Signal Boost here on WRFL. If you enjoyed this podcast from WRFL, you may enjoy our live radio stream at wrfl.fm and, of course, via radio at 88.1 FM in Lexington. We have a wide variety of programs you're sure to enjoy. Just go to wrfl.fm slash broadcast and see which programs appeal most to you. Thanks again for listening to this podcast from WRFL Lexington.